Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back. Hey, we're on week three of this. I guess it was called the Fraser Podcast, but I was just talking to Laura beforehand. And before we mention this, Laura, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Well, I wanted to mention, you know, our, our podcast, we're, we're trying to come up with names of some of these podcasts. I mean, we're always the Ohio Network. Uh, and I don't know, we were figuring out, we brought Marty's name a lot during the first two weeks of this, and... We're going to call this We Miss Marty for now. But, you know, hey, it's a loose podcast. We can change it. We can change every week if we want. But I, I, I'm going with We Miss Marty. I, I, you know, we said it, and I still do, and I'm looking forward to reboot. We'll mention it at the end of our podcast. But, hey, We Miss Marty, so that's what we're going with. Sounds good. All right. So, sounds good. Well, um, speaking of Marty, um, hey, F- Week three, interesting. We're still trying to set this relationship between Fraser and the main characters of the show. Um, you know, just the I, I don't know. I, Laura brought some great questions. I want some most of the time a- answering, but you know, first of all, kind of the two main parts of this episode. Um, you know, yeah, he does talk to Maris, not Maris, Roz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Freudian slipper. I uh, he talked to Roz for a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but the two main parts were, you know, hey, the uh, meeting of Niles and Daphne, which obviously, you know, really defines a lot of the show right there, as well as you know, we know from the first two episodes that you know Fraser and Niles are different than his dad and what their interests are and what their likes, but I think this was the first time you really saw it where they try to get the reservation at the nice restaurant for the sons. Didn't happen, so they go to the steakhouse, and you know, uh, Marty gets upset when you know Fraser and um, Niles speak down to it. So, kind of a simple episode, but really, when you look at this episode compared to the whole you know span of the series, it really sets up two conflicts that you see over and over as the show moves on. Yes. I, I wrote in a note to Chris about the fact that to me this is you know the most the most important moment of the series you know it's Niles and Daphne meeting you know because Niles' character I mean for all the shenanigans they pulled and you know, physical comedy and all that stuff I mean the heart of Niles is him being in love with Daphne you know so this is their first meeting and it's not really necessarily a meet cute it's a it's a small small moments, you know, um, and he, uh, his, you know, when she meets him, she has no idea what she's in for later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 
one thing I noticed in this, and I it's funny that I didn't notice it in the first two episodes when I was looking at it, it was how long her hair was in this episode. It was very yeah. it was that it was messy when she was, you know, at the beginning of the show when they first met, but she had this like massive mane of hair and I don't know. He he still noticed her. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, and uh, Laura, I'll have to send you some links. Uh, remind me if you don't hear from me for a couple of days on this. Um, you, you know, we'd like to share our podcasts and Facebook groups. And, hey, if if you see this, don't be offended. We're not advertising. Hey, um, Laura, there's a bunch of great uh, Frasier Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Now, all day long they talk about Frasier, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we're just another resource for sharing that i mean laura and i both have main jobs this is right now a hobby for us it's fun it's us hanging out each week so if you see our post we're not getting rich off you just enjoy it share it you know i i've had some people say well you're just trying to advertise no i'm trying to advertise what i mainly do for my full-time job so if you see some gannett stories about kelsey graham or frazier yeah i'm advertising but this podcast we're doing it's fun it's a chance for laura and i to talk about non-work stuff for a week, which is great. Um, yeah, it, but, but it was funny. The reason why I bring that up is uh, there was a post this week talking about Daphne, how she changed after she met Niles. And yeah. you know, she kind of changed for the worst which made me laugh. Really? People think that? Well, I, mean, these... got, I think she got cuter as it went on, you know? Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know. I mean, I just joined these groups a couple weeks ago when we started doing this, so I, I'm kind of taking this as tongue-in-cheek. Tongue I mean, I think a lot of these... I mean, you've got Frasier fans. I mean, if you're posting eight times a day on the Frasier <laughs> fan page, you are a fan. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of these are tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I think there's some that are really honest discussions, but a lot of us, they were just, you know... They say silly things. It's like on Twitter. You say goofy things... I think it's Twitter for these guys. But I, I thought it was, it made me laugh. I'm not sure if I t- took the comment too seriously. It probably wasn't meant too seriously, but it made me laugh at least. That's funny. I think she, I think she got better as it went on. Yeah. She was, she was, I mean, it's just the word that comes to mind, and it's a terrible word, but um, the word that comes to mind is like, I think she got streamlined. Mm-hmm. You know, like her, her clothing was simpler. Her hair was simpler. You know, she was just, she let herself show a little bit more. It, it probably, her, but, voice, her voice did change. She didn't, yeah, it, she wasn't quite that English, you know, as the series went on. Well, and I was going to say, if somebody really had that viewpoint, weren't just joking around, maybe they were just saying, hey, I like the British Daphne. I like the, the mm-hmm. way she was. And, but, you know, we've changed. I mean, we, our personalities yeah. have changed. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, irregardless. So it happens. It just, you know, maybe there's some people like the plainly dressed British staff. I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Well, let's talk about these um, these things. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this right now, you're a Fraser fan. You understand what happened. You understand how Niles was very, you know, pretty quickly attracted to Daphne. Um, you know, you already saw the things where he'll make these decorations, Daphne would look. Uh, so, so it really set the tone for the show. And in the restaurant, I'm not sure if we need to break that all down because it really, well, Lord, the only question I have for you on, on the restaurant part was Cigar Lavone. 
I'm assuming you're pronouncing it right. What does that mean? Is that a French term? Um, I think it's I think it's just a French phrase. Okay. Um, because I think the first time I watched this episode, again, this is when I was younger, and this is much before you know we would do a podcast about this. I, I used to think it was like a cigar bar when I heard cigar. Right. I would say it's a French word. I think it was a fancy restaurant. Okay. Um, but I think it's Cigar La Bonne or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, it's La Cigar Volante. It is. Okay. Let me look it up. Well, it, it was interesting because um, you saw that tone set, and honestly, you know, 25, 30. Cigar, it means. Oh. So. Okay, say it again. The flying cigar. The flying cigar. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it, I, I guess the whole thing was interesting because, um, you know, if we were watching this week to week, like we did a podcast since Fraser was premiering, yeah, but it would be a lot different. But looking back at 25 years, we understand how storyline plays out, you know. And you know, I asked this, I believe, in the questions about Marty's personality. And you saw Marty's personality came out. As kind of a foil for when, you know, Niles and Fraser got a little bit too overbearing, I guess. But we'll get to that shortly in the questions. First of all, I, I thought this was interesting, Laura. And you at you asked about the opening caller. Sometimes they open up on the radio station. Fraser takes a call from a, a person that's asking for advice. Yeah, um, you said it was what Patty Lapone was the one that yeah. was mentioned. Patty Lapone, yeah. Patty Lapone is a very famous Broadway actress and a TV actress, and she's been in some movies. Um, she played Evita in um, the play that became a movie later. Starting it on. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting because, I mean, if we had more time, yeah, let's bring up the celebrities each time, you know, if, yeah. if you recognize mm-hmm. it. it. It was funny because it was a thing. I mean, I've seen documentaries of Frazier where they're like, yeah, some people clamored to be on oh, that yeah. show. But yeah. it was funny because it was never mentioned. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. think of, like, somebody doing a walk on everything. It was just based on if they knew the voice. So it was interesting. Yeah, I guess it was a status symbol if you got to be a caller. But yeah. it wasn't like, I mean, your name may be mentioned in the credits, but that was about it. It was kind of interesting to see how many people swarmed yeah, to go for that. It, it's funny. When I was watching it when the pandemic first started, uh-huh. My husband had no idea about that, you know. So I told yeah. him, and then he's like, "Who is that? Who is that?" As we watched episodes, so, and some oh. of them I would point out to him. Some of them I, like, Christopher Reeve, I think, was the one in the first episode. Um, and but he didn't stick out to me. Like some people who have like pretty simple voices, simple plain voices, you can't really, you might not be able to pick out as well. Actually, Patty Lapone didn't really sound like Patty Lapone in this episode. But I will say that I have done the crawling on the floor to avoid people who knock on my door thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Never if, we, relative, but. if we have more time, I, I would love to go into more stories about that. I, If I run out of stuff to talk about on a late podcast, I might do that tonight. Um it should tell the doorbell story. And my wife's getting mad if I listen to it. But 
she she won't listen, which will be fine. So, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not into cheers, Laura. So if you want to do the cheer, that's fine. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just made me laugh because Roz went along just to, yeah. <laughs> just to humor him, and you know, another thing that made me think was the idea of thirty. They had thirty seconds to air. Yeah, it made me think like they had such a good, um, they had such a, a good knowledge of time, you know, how much time they had, you know, to waste, and they had like 30 seconds and it, it fit in the time slot, time frame that they had. It, it was funny. I mean, this is Frazier's first radio show, as far as we can understand from his character's mm-hmm. career. I remember, like, the first time I was, like, the boss. I guess you can call Fraser the boss if he's the host of his program. I, I never did cheer before we put out the first paper when I was editor. But you, I think I got way more excited about pulling out my first paper as editor than any of my staff members did. And kind of funny. Yeah, and you kind of get over it after a while. Maybe you get excited the first time. But after a while, you're like, hey, I, I, I can't go too crazy, which obviously Fraser did when he was – Trying to get um, Ross to cheer beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, you're right. Um, you know, very most important moment you were mentioning of the series. Uh, Now's Daphne. I mean, I'd agree. It's up a, a major uh, tone. I'm you right here. She has no idea what to expect, which is very true. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what it would be like if, if Daphne. Well, you know, she thought she was psychic. They play up that in the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. If she was really psychic, you could see what happened. I wonder if Daphne wouldn't have ran out or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also enjoyed Fraser saying, Yes, she thinks she's psychic. We've decided to be yeah. cute or whatever. Whatever he said. Anyway. Well, we'll have to figure out we should follow up this up on this on a future show, but we need to figure out when they found out like when they decide to say, "Hey," but, but you'll hear talk about that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yes, heard episode, actually. <laughs> oh, that was it. Well, there's one in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, and I'm wondering how he does think about it and yeah. think about it. Yeah, I'm wondering when that totally goes out. Maybe you know, maybe they killed off that part of her character. I don't know. I don't know. To me, part of the charm of her being thinking she's psychic is the way she says psychic. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I think it led to her being such a flaky, offbeat character. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things that she threw out there. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I like your next point you brought up about Marty's role in the show. Um, you, you know, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, the way he dealt with kids at the restaurant. Um, he guilt, um, you know, the kids into the steak place. And uh, the line with um, Eddie lying on the couch. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um I don't know, I mentioned this earlier. Would you think he's been kind of like the foil to Niles and Frazier? Because I think Niles and Frazier grew up, I would say, as the show continued. Um, he'd give a spoiler, but by now you should have watched all of Frazier beforehand. But, you know, it ends with Niles and Daphne get married. They have a baby. Uh, Niles is still... He's not as out there as he was at the beginning of the series. You know, Frazier doesn't find the love of his life, but you can tell that Frazier matured as the series went on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of think Marty was that foil, but at the same time, they developed that relationship with Marty, too. And I, I thought you, you raised a good point there. 
Definitely. I think he also, in this episode, you know, through some actions that he takes, mm-hmm. I think he shows them that, you know, he's not somebody they're going to push around. Either. Yeah. He's, um, I mean, the thing, the stuff in the restaurant to me was just amazing. He was, it was amazing the way he did it, you know, where yeah. he's about, you know, your mother and the hot dog and stuff. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of like a knife to the stomach, you know, <laughs> for them. Yeah. Well, and, it, go ahead. Well, I think yeah, I would hope it'd be the same case for you. I don't think we get these magical powers, but yeah, as you become a parent, you know, if you think about everything, sometimes you can say good sayings. And I, I think back to stuff my dad said to me that I might have like shrugged off at the beginning, but you know, it means a lot. I mean, you probably had the experience of you know your parents in your life about how you know you would say consequential things and you're right marty said that during the show and i thought it was good yeah and you know yeah one of the other things was um the way he i didn't write it um did i write it in this i can't remember if i signed it to you but one of the things i wrote down was he bought you know he another thing was he bought the suit that he wanted not what fraser wanted to get him which is a suit that fraser would wear you know yeah, um, he's not afraid to put the kids in their place or put himself in the place where he wants to be. You know, he's not—he's not, not going to get pushed around. I don't think it's the cop stuff. I think it's mostly like his strength as a person. You know, that he just—he's like, this is the way I live my life, and you people aren't going to make me live in a different way. I'm not going to stand for you acting. In public, you know. Well, yeah, I think it's good, and and you know, we're, I'm going to say this a million times to discuss it for the uh, the next uh, however long we get to the show. Well, which just it reminds me of my mom's situation. She's in assisted living uh, place, and yeah, there are a lot of things that we have to take care of for her. But she likes to put her foot down. She wants, you know, mm-hmm. she wants to dramatically change her life. I, I, I saw that a lot in just that Marty thing. I mean, Marty knows that, you know. Fraser has to watch him, but he's someone to put his foot down when he can. So that's good. Um, and then the other observation you mentioned, I thought was good. I, you know, it was funny. Maybe they didn't write the show right, but if you think about it, okay, Fraser, um, you know, six months before the show starts, he he leaves Boston. It didn't seem like he ever he had a radio show, so he goes to Seattle. He finds a job as a radio host. And I don't know, maybe the third week in the timeline of Fraser was maybe a year down the road, but I'm surprised his name has that much cachet already. His name? Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really. <laughs> well, I mean, he, I think, I mean, it's, to me, it seems like what happened when he called that restaurant to make the um, reservation, they were just humored again, you know? Yeah, but, uh, well, maybe not this episode, but as the episodes continue, and obviously they got to kind of write it where, yeah, he's gained power and everything. But really, even in season two or three, other than the fact of, wow, he's on the radio, and maybe he's a minor celebrity that way, I, I you know, it seemed like he quickly, maybe not episode three, but as the, as the series wears on, he seems to get all this fame and popularity, 
But, I mean, think of him. I mean, you live in and work in the Canton area. I mean, it's like a WHBC host, you know? Not that they're not good people, but are they popular just because they're on the radio? I, I, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. They were kind of humoring him. I think he was throwing his weight around a little bit too early. Yeah. But, but it, in episode three, it just kind of made me think about other episodes thinking, you know, like does the local radio host in Canton throw his name, his or her name out as much as Frazier does? I, I don't know. And I mean, it was written for comedy. It was written for fun and everything. But it made me laugh that they were humoring him in the first episode. Kind of made me scratch my head as the season wore on that, you know, he had that much popularity where you could get any type of, you know, reservation you wanted to because of his name. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of under the impression that he he was a, like, an AM radio guy. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think we are, I mean, now especially, we're beyond the area where AM radio really has that much pull. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, back then, I mean, there was a little more, you know. I mean, I remember as a kid listening to, uh, did you ever hear, did you ever hear John Lanigan? Uh, yes, yes. He was a radio guy in Cleveland. When I, I grew up in Cleveland, then he was like super popular. He hosted, um, he hosted a show on the radio, and then he went to FM after probably, you know, twenty years or something on AM. And I, but I used to listen to his radio show every day on uh, AM radio. I mean, it was a crappy connection and hard to hear and everything. But I will say that the only other thing I listened to on AM radio was the Indians and the Browns. <laughs> you know? Well, well, that's true. So maybe it's like just, you know, how we get in the media today. I mean, we've got, you know, podcasters, we've got radio where there's a lot more options, so maybe that one voice isn't as popular as it used to be, and that's why I scratch my head when I see what happened 20, 30 years ago. It's a different time, you know? You know, another thing I was thinking this past weekend that's really odd is that I have absolutely no idea what the new, what the music has been for the past year, working at home. I used to listen to the radio on the way to work every day, and new, like, all the new songs and stuff, but now... I have no idea what's popular. I have no idea who some of these musical acts are or anything. My, my wife and I have YouTube Premium, and, and we get that partly because um, she wants to be able to show movies at her school without commercials. Because, you know, if you, if you don't have Premium, YouTube will show you a million commercials during the video you're watching. Yeah. Um, and part of it, you get YouTube music. But it's funny, it doesn't help me keep up on current music. It helps me keep up on everything I like. I like a centric blend. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty up on stuff I liked 10, 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, today, uh, it's tough. So, hey, uh, before we go, let's quickly talk about this. Um, obviously, Frazier coming back on the reboot on Paramount+. Plus. Latest we heard, maybe early 2022 to expect it. Uh, we had some news. Um, Kelsey Grammer, uh, it came out. Um, he was on an interview on New York NBC4 last week, and he said, hey, he's going to be rich beyond his dreams. Um, like, you know, his life took him in a different direction, and there he is. And he said it's going to be a different city. Uh, no definite word on who's coming back or who's not. I don't know. What do you think about that, 
plot line, Laura. Are you are you interested or I'm interested, but I will say it sounds as though you know, unless I it sounds as though Niles won't be there, Daphne won't be there. You know, I think it's gonna be a new show. Yeah, and I'm um Yeah and I don't know, Laura, it scares me half to death when I think about that. But on the other hand, you know, episode one of Frasier, had no idea who David Hyde Pierce was, Jane Leaves, um, you know, not a lot of idea about who John Mahoney was like, and they turned into big characters. So maybe we should be happy about this. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm definitely going to watch. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've only watched a few reboots that have happened over the, over the years, but... Um, I mean, this is one that I definitely will see. I'll be definitely interested. Yeah, I mean, hey, Paramount Plus has got my money. I mean, if Paramount Plus is smart, they should do 50 episodes a season and string them out every week. And that way, I have to say subscribe for 50 weeks. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> all right, well, what's coming up on episode four? I want to kind of give that a quick plug before well, we take off. Episode four is I Hate Fraser Crane. Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, a newspaper writer. Yeah. Taking aim at. Yeah, we don't do that much anymore. I, I mean, I'm not sure if newspapers or radio stations have great relationships, but I can't remember the last time one of the newspapers just ripped a local radio personality. So. And also, a voice on the radio not ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a foreshadowing for next week. Should be good. Yeah. All right. Well, Laura, well, thanks for your patience. Um, sure. Was running off my head cut off. Could not find my microphone, but I have it now. And mm-hmm. Hopefully, I sound better. So, yeah, thanks for your time. Laura and I get to catch up tomorrow talking about work stuff. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we probably can't podcast that. So, you'll mm-hmm. have to wait till next week when we talk about I Hate Fraser Crane. All right, Laura, thanks so much. Thanks okay. for checking out um, the We Miss Marty podcast on the Ohioan. And we'll see you next week. Have a good night. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.